0: He's involved in a number of businesses.
1: He's a great role model. Telling it like it is,
2: giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
3: This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. Well, it's only Thursday, and uh, tomorrow I'm going to say, I'm going to say, thank God it's Friday. I mean, can you imagine it's only about 10 days to
4: Christmas? Oh, my God. Don't remind me. Oh, (laughs) my God.
3: I can't believe it. Have you done any Christmas
4: shopping? I got something for myself. Some of the best gifts I've ever ever gotten. I've given myself. Priorities, people. In the studio, we
3: have Judge Richard Weinberg. We have uh, Ed Cox, ten years GOP chairman, uh, ex governor. I hate to say ex former governor. What's more proper, former governor or ex governor? Former governor. Excellency, 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 former (laughs) governor uh, David Patterson and uh Lydia Serrani on my right and uh let me tell you something i I am doing a reality check that it's only uh almost how many days to the end of uh, the year fifteen 16. days left mhm sixteen days after oh yep, to today yeah yeah this is it's
4: mind boggling right. And then on the 21st, we got the expiration of Title 42, and we should see possibly 15,000 migrants today. It. We,
3: we have know, uh, our studio here we have uh, uh, television uh, televisions with MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, Fox Business, you name it, we got it. And uh, on every one of the channels, you are
4: watching uh, people crossing the border. And Governor Patterson, what did you say to equate that fifteen thousand people it's, a day?
5: It's a stadium full of people emptying out in that area every day. So you imagine your Madison Square Garden where the Knicks and the Rangers play, emptying that place out. Uh, my
3: wife went last night to see. Uh, uh, who, who was the the big bigger- Botticelli?
4: No. Bo- yeah. Oh, really? Cuz I, th- I saw son I saw it on went. Instagram uh some of his performances and his son is gorgeous and what a beautiful family, and beautiful voices. Yeah, from his God. Seats and his
5: yeah. son and daughter perform with him.
4: Yes. Amazing. I-,
3: I heard it was a beautiful uh Bocelli. 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 Yeah. And Bocelli.
6: And Bocelli. Bocelli.
4: Bocelli. Bocelli. And his son is Mike Matteo I th- right. or something, right? I right. think. Okay. Anyway. So we've got a great show for everyone tonight. Do you want to go to our first guest, John? Sure. What are we? Her have? name is Morgan Ortegas. She is an American television commentator, financial analyst, and political advisor who serves as a spokesperson for the United States Department of State. Uh, she previously held government positions, uh, numerous positions. Uh, their Fox News contributor, you name it. She also worked with Pompeo, correct? That's- and she she's, in the Secretary Na- Pompeo. she's in the uh,
1: Navy Reserve. That's right. Navy
4: Reserve. I can go on and on. She's she's a current officer in the United States the Navy Reserve. So, Morgan Ortegas, besides Randy Weingarten, what is the greatest threat to America? <laughs> 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 well, well, first of all, I was sitting
0: here humming time to say goodbye. Uh, oh, can you, the whole can you get off speakerphone? Can you get off speakerphone? Yeah, you're
3: echoing in the studio. Um, oh,
0: I'm not on speaker.
4: Oh.
3: Or is okay, it your ear pods or your pods? Room, or okay, your you pods?
4: Think- Let me try something else. Or just put that from. just. Okay. Oh. oh, that sounds That's good. better. Is that better? Yes. Much. A little better, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Okay, good. Perfect. I, all I was saying
0: was I was humming uh, uh, some Andrea Bocelli songs from your last conversation. So I'm jealous for whoever got to attend. I understand last
3: he was phenomenal at Madison Square Garden last night.
0: Good. Well, listen, there are so many threats to go around the world. I agree with my former uh, boss, Mike Pompeo, that there's no there's no threat as bad as the ones uh, that are internal. Right. I mean, because if we turn uh, our young people and our children against the the fundamental uh, beliefs that created this nation against democracy, against freedom, um, and if you start to teach. You know, that people wonder why we have a retention and why we have a recruiting problem in the United States military. Um, And they can blame it on COVID all they want. But I think fundamentally, when you teach young people that this country isn't worth fighting for, uh, that this is a racist nation that was founded on white supremacy, well, why in the world would you want to sign up? to potentially give your life for that nation. It is a very different message than the message, you know, so many of us heard during 9-11 and after 9-11, whenever we were all inspired to serve our country. You know, saying that, I also think I talk a lot about the threat from the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and, uh, and and we can I could go on that for about an hour, so you guys will have to tell me where, where you want to go. But I can certainly detail the threats coming in from China as well.
4: Well, speaking of China, we have a fentanyl crisis. An average of 300 people die a day from overdoses. Uh, John, you found this interesting article that we're seeing the number of teens overdosing doubling. And yet the Biden administration is doing nothing about it. We know it's coming through the border. We know Title 42 is expiring on December 21st. You heard us talking about it, that we're expecting 15,000 migrants to pour into this country every single day. Among them, God only knows who, terrorists, drug traffickers, At this point, does Mayorkas need to be impeached?
0: Uh, I certainly think it should be on the table. There's no reason why it shouldn't. Listen, you just mentioned fentanyl. Uh, which is the number one killer of young people in our country. And we know that chemical precursors come from China Uh, and they're sending it to the Mexican cartels and it's being trafficked over this open border, this lawless border, this indefensible, indefendable border (laughs) that the Biden administration has set up. I actually had an op-ed, I think just last week out in the Washington Examiner, where I think where I said that I think that this is basically uh, China declaring chemical warfare on the young people of our country. Uh, I, and I don't, I mean, listen, I'd love to go through, maybe we should do this, maybe my team should do this. So I'd love to go through uh, the the White House press briefings over the last two years, almost two years since Biden has been in office. I'd love to go through Biden's press conferences and see what, if anything, they're saying about fentanyl. Because I don't hear anything coming from this administration. It seems to be almost someone else's problem from them. And, you know, when, when President Biden was recently, had his first face-to-face meeting with Xi Jinping, I said that should be at the top of their list. It should be at the top of our list. to Stop sending these chemicals uh, to cartels in Mexico that are killing our young people, the number one killer. Um, and, and he is uh, – President Biden is not taking it seriously, and Mayorkas and his team certainly aren't taking it seriously. I, I mean – the name and the title, Department of Homeland Security, is a joke under this administration. Uh, there, there's nothing that they're doing to keep this
1: country Mor- Morgan Edcox here. Now, you worked with a very serious individual, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Uh, tell us about China. They're no longer doing the wolf warrior stuff. Uh, suddenly they want to communicate more that Xi now has been elected uh, as the uh, chairman of the party as well as president. Uh, tell, us, tell us how you see China at this point.
0: Oh, I think I think that, you know, they may say that they're not doing Wolf Warrior. I I think maybe they decided to pivot and change tactics. Uh, But if you listen to Xi Jinping speeches, I have friends that, of course, uh, you can find it online, the English translation he was just giving uh his major speech at the chinese uh the chinese communist party the, the 20th party congress and again that's where he received yet another term um and he makes it very very clear uh what he is planning to do first of all it's, it's he made it clear that taiwan is a total red line for them um in a position that they will defend to whatever degree they need to defend it to china also has has uh ambitions of course they want to be the regional dom- dominant player they want to control the region it's why Whenever he stood in the Rose Garden with President Obama, I think it was in 2016, maybe it was 2015, but I think it was 2016, when he stood in the Rose Garden, he promised that he would not uh, militarize the South China Sea. He's done that. He promised that they would stop uh, stealing RIP. Uh, They have not stopped doing that. Spoiler alert. Uh, and if anything, they are growing louder uh, and more ambitious. They have a larger Navy than the United States Navy right now. It, it's a it's a historic military uh, buildup uh, of proportions that that basically none of us have seen in our lifetime.
4: Governor Patterson,
5: I was wondering uh, when you were talking about uh, President C and uh, the speeches he makes. I read a speech that he made in 1998. This is before he was president saying that he thought that there should be world dominance by the Chinese by 19, by 2049. And it seems to me that every step he's taken is, is to try to achieve that. And it's just interesting that he really hasn't been called on it because no one in this country wants to fend the Chinese because they spend so much money here. And, they, uh, you know, you speak, you speak on a college campus, the, uh, the, the odds are that the Chinese are part of funding the schools. So if you say anything negative, you'll never be invited back. I think it's a lot more dangerous than people are considering it.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I I don't think that the American public realizes. I mean, there's so many different ways we could go down, but let's let's just think about religious freedom, religious liberty. That's something that's a bedrock principle in the United States, right? The freedom to worship whomever and however you would like. Um, well, no, no surprise. I talked about this a lot when I was a State Department spokesperson. Uh, I think most people are aware of this. If not, you should be. There is an ongoing genocide against Muslim Uyghurs in Xinjiang right now. Uh, there are reports um, and this is something that's been recognized by both administrations, uh, by President Trump's administration. We recognized that at the end uh, and Biden did as well. But there's reports of forced sterilization, forced abortions, uh, because they are trying to uh, stamp out the the lineage. Uh, They are making some Uyghur women marry uh, Han men because they believe that the Han race is is the better race, the more pure race. Um, And they want to get rid of what they deem any sort of, you know, uh, extremist Muslim behavior, which to them, you know, any type of observance is extreme. And then if you look at Chinese churches, what happens to Chinese churches? Well, you can, quote, unquote, have a church— but it has to be sanctioned and approved and regulated by the state. And what have they done in Chinese churches? They've taken the picture of Jesus off the wall. They've replaced it with a picture of Xi Jinping. They've edited the Bible. So the Bible you read in China, unless you get something underground, it's not the Bible that we read here in the United States and and in the free world. And we know that they're arresting Catholic bishops and priests uh, every day in Hong Kong. Uh, the Catholic Church, I think, I'm not a Catholic, I'm Jewish, so who am I to say this, but I think... Uh, the Catholic Church should be doing much more to speak out for the plight of what's happening to Catholics in Hong Kong um, and in China. I think it's been a very weak and tepid response. It's, it's certainly not how the Catholic Church dealt, dealt with the Soviets. Um, so if you if you care uh, not only about, you know, like we talked about the giant uh, militarization, they have a larger navy with us. Uh, they are rapidly expanding their nuclear arsenal to be competitive and on par with ours. Um, if you look at religious liberty, if you if you look at every metric – you look at the U.N. and all of the major international organizations. China is not going to rest until they can control the region and they can tell the United States and in international waters where they can and can't go. And China won't rest until eventually uh, they are their principles, the, the Communist Party principles, are what governs the world order. And I don't think, I, I think we're waking up to it. In America, I really do. I, at least I get the sense that people are starting to understand the threat. I, I think our German friends and some of our other friends in Europe have They have not only the head in the sand, they've almost
4: buried their entire body in the sand, ignoring this problem. Judge Weinberg, did you have a quick question for Morgan Ortegas?
7: Morgan, it's uh, Richard Weinberg. I wanted to ask you just for a moment. I see Iran being an enormous threat as well. And yet there's demonstrations going on in Iran and you hear the deafening silence of the Biden administration. What are they doing to support that attempt? And what are we doing about containing Iran?
0: Uh, I totally agree with you on the Iran issue. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, I see the Biden administration having no strategy for Iran at the moment. Their strategy coming in was they wanted to uh, reverse the maximum economic pressure campaign that we put on the Iranian regime uh, when I was uh, at Pompeo State Department. Uh, they wanted to reverse that max economic pressure campaign and to get uh, Iran back into the JCPOA, which is the flawed Iran nuclear deal. So the Iranians did what they do best which is they led them around for 15 18 months uh, you know convincing them that they wanted to negotiate the entire they and the rest of us knew what was going on right the Iranians had no real intention actually of getting back in the deal they just kept prolonging and prolonging uh and prolonging the the negotiations in Vienna and by the way we weren't even negotiating directly the Russians yes the same Russians that Biden says are the worst Russian worst you know regime on the planet at the moment uh, he allowed them to negotiate on our behalf in Vienna. So those negotiations have failed, and I think that they have no plan B. They thought they'd be able to get back into the JCPOA. Uh, and because they are doing nothing, Iran nefarious, Iran's nefarious activity is matriculating. Uh, you Look at what's happening in Ukraine right now. Ukrainians are dying from Iranian-made drones and other uh, military support that Iran is providing to Russia. Uh, they, the, the, this administration has made their own Russia policy a complete laughingstock uh, by how they have um, just sat by, why the Iranian regime supports and helps the, the very Russians that they claim that we are fighting. And not only that, you've seen over the past two months, uh, since the death of Masa Amini, the young woman who was killed in Iran by the religious police, or so the crime is showing her hair. Uh, you've seen young women, teenage girls, uh people standing up around Iran with the with the with the chance with the mantra women life freedom, and that's because the women there are tired of being terrorized by their government. They're tired of hundred percent
4: freedom Thank and you so standing up. Thank you, Morgan or- Ortegas for all that you do, and we are coming up on a hard break, and we welcome you back anytime to cats at night. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. When we come back, we are talking to the Mooch, Anthony Scaramucci. We'll talk about FTX. We're going to talk about the markets. Keep it right here. Cats at Night.
2: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. On the line with us right now, Anthony Scaramucci, American financier, entrepreneur, author. He's the founder and a co-managing partner of investment firm, Skybridge Capital. Welcome back to Cats at Night.
8: Hey, it's great to be back on. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, everybody.
3: Well, we celebrate everything, uh, Mooch. Uh, tell well, us, uh, give us an update to all Americans. What the heck is going on in in uh, cyber currency and and bitcoins and and our other friend down in the Bahamas? <laughs>
8: Uh, well, well. first of all, let, 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 let's take a step back macroeconomically, we're having a very rough time. This is probably the worst year since 1971. You've got a combination of uh, a hawkish Fed, a declining stock market, declining bond market. Uh, the cryptocurrency markets are down anywhere, John, from 60 to 80%. Uh, if you've been following cryptocurrency since its inception in 2009, you typically get one year down 60 to 80 and then you get two years of highs, a third year of all time highs, and then another, another correction. And so that's been starting to happen. what's what I find most interesting is I, I made my first Bitcoin purchase in October of 2020 at about 16,900. It's sort of round tripped back to that level. Um, I think what's going on right now uh is a bottom. I could be wrong. Obviously, it's very difficult to predict bottoms, Um, but the pessimism out there is uh, incredibly strong. Uh, And I would just point this out to you that when Sam Bankman-Fried was uh, accused of fraud, uh, the markets uh, dropped anywhere from 15% when he got arrested uh, and now he's in jail, Bitcoin actually rallied. So I do think we're getting closer to a bottom in cryptocurrencies, but the macroeconomic backdrop is very very bad and just two quick sentences on on sam bankman fried who you guys know i know well i found his testimony i would suggest anybody that has an interest in mental health issues or cryptocurrencies in general read the testimony that he was about to give to the congress if you're a mom or a dad out there reading it about a 30 year old man i get you know it's upsetting to me he obviously has a mental health issue and I expect him to be in jail, likely for the rest of his life. So, why wow. was he
1: arrested, just, uh, Ed Cox Here, Why why was he arrested uh, just before the the hearing was going to happen?
8: Well, you know, I can only I can only speculate on that. Uh, somebody that I'm very close to in the journalist community uh, said that one of the sources at DOJ said that he did not want anybody, anyone else, to be queered. In a jury selection process, if this criminal case went to trial, uh, somebody remarked uh, about the Andrew Sorkin interview. You may recall this uh, about ten days ago. Andrew Ross Sorkin of at the DealBook conference interviewed Sam over a Zoom call, and a lot of people said, "Oh, that looks like my grandson who could have done something poor." You, you and I both know you need one out of twelve jurors to. Uh, acquit and then you've got a uh, a not guilty uh, situation and I think if you think about the harm that he's done and you think about the multitude of people that are now testifying that we're on his team to the fraud and to the harm and if you listen to uh, Mr. Ray who's now the I guess the CEO of FTX but the bankruptcy administrator if you will uh, this was old-school embezzlement this was old-school fraud and I think they wanted to take the microphone away from him. So that's my insight there. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I can only guess. But that's from pretty close uh, journalist friends of mine that are close to the DOJ.
7: It's, uh, it's uh, Richard Weinberg, Anthony. So why did Maxine Walters, the chairman of that finance committee in the House, try to cut off all questioning of other witnesses?
8: Well, if you want to go down the uh, the rabbit hole of conspiracy or you want to go down the rabbit hole of what she's worried about, obviously she accepted large campaign donations from him. Um, I think both sides are going to be found out to be in trouble here because I think he gave the money to the Democrats openly. That was part of his virtue signaling strategy to the woke left and to the journalists. Uh, but I think he was also giving money uh, through uh, various – Uh, LLCs that didn't look like they were necessarily attached to his name to Republicans. And so um, he probably was, you know, 60, 40 Democrats or Republicans. He also stepped out $55 million to one of his executives in a loan. uh, And that executive poured about $25 million of that into Republican fundraising, which is one of the reasons why the Department of Justice has him down for campaign finance fraud and campaign finance violations. So, um, was this customer money
3: uh, much? I'm sorry. Was this customer money versus his money?
8: Well, I think that you know, I think we're going to sort all of that out. But I think it has to be some customer money. I think he, you know, and, and John, you and I talked about this when it happened. Um, he owned a he owned a piece of my business. A uh, fully disclosed, he owned 30 percent of my business. Uh, when I found out what was going on, I turned to my wife Deirdre and said, "Listen, I need to fly to the Bahamas tomorrow. I have to look him and Professor Joe Bankman in the face. Uh, something isn't right here; doesn't make sense." When I when I got to the Bahamas, I met with them, but then I also talked to his compliance and legal team, uh, and they were panic stricken. It became very clear to me that the compliance and legal team were not aware of what he was doing. And what he was doing is was in direct violation of the terms of service for FTX, uh, and I was told they moved somewhere between 6 or $7 billion from customer accounts into Alameda, which was Sam's personal piggy bank. So you have to assume wow. that some of the money that went to these charities, some of the money that went to the media, some of the money that went to the politicians – uh, was stolen money. You know, you I mean, if entry.
3: it's in bankruptcy, is it a United States bankruptcy or Bahamas bankruptcy?
8: Del- well, it's interesting. Uh, some of those entities are in bankruptcy and being administered out of the Bahamas. Most of those enter- entities are being administered out of Delaware. Um, and so – I you know, mean, Bahamas- uh,
3: does the trustee, if a trustee is assigned, has the ability to claw it back from the charities <laughs> or claw it back from – from, uh, good question. The, the politicians. It's good, uh, it's,
1: it's going to be good work for lawyers. A lot of fraudulent it, it, conveyance, quote unquote.
8: Yeah, they're you, the you know, it notes that the real winners here are going to be the attorneys. Are going to be ratcheting up huge fees on this, like they did with Madoff, and like they did with Enron and other other cases like this. Um, for me, I think it's a tragedy on a number of different levels of the lack of. Honesty, the lack of integrity, the ruining of people's lives uh, was indiscriminate. And so I think you'll find it wasn't just Sam, but it was a cohort of people, uh, many of which are going to go to jail for a very long time. But I don't see how, uh, if if Bernie Madoff had successive sentences that ratcheted him up to 150 years, I don't know how Sam Bankman Fried is going to avoid that, frankly. Anthony uh, Scaramucci,
3: how do you but, compare? But his parents, to... parents might be involved, too. They have to be involved.
7: Well, that's where they're going to put the pressure
3: well, on.
7: I Maybe, think, I think, they'll put the I pressure think, on the parents.
8: I, I think that if they weren't involved, they're on the border of criminal negligence. And so they're wow. both uh, trained attorneys. They're both uh, professors at Stanford Law School. One was a mm-hmm. compliance professor. One was a tax professor. Um, and so, um, again, if you're asking me my gut, Uh, I met with Joe Bankman on November the 8th. His father. Yeah, his father, Professor Joe Bankman, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. The anguish on his face has led me to believe that he wasn't aware of it. Now, could he have overlooked things or could he have purposefully overlooked things? Perhaps he did do that. I think that will ultimately come out in testimony. That's ultimately going to come out. It seems like a lot of Sam's executives, they're young Aging from uh, 26 to 35, they a lot are of telling. Them, they, they're, they're, they're telling. Anthony <laughs> the Scaramucci, whole
4: story. we've got a minute left. How does yeah. this compare I mean, I to ten to, to Madoff? Ten seconds. How does this compare to Madoff?
8: Uh, different from Madoff, uh, will be resolved with less recovery than Madoff. So that's, that's the less. bad part of it. Yeah, Madoff, Madoff really worked and, at and, concealing and it. And too. will
4: those Democrats that got that money will they be forced to hand it back since it could well, be stolen money? It's still the Republicans.
3: It's, it's the
8: it's Republicans you're you're right, Republicans. right. You're right. I don't think it's just. I don't think you're going to find it's both Democrats and Republicans when it all okay. comes out. Okay, Anthony,
3: Anthony have, you have, a, with great, you have you a great guys Have a great weekend. Thank you. And uh, let's take a break right now. We're going to go to Lou Dobbs to give us a report on the markets. Ooh. Yeah, we treacherous.
2: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: Welcome back to the John Katsmatidis Cats at Night show. In studio we have Governor Patterson, we have Ed Cox, Judge Weinberg, John Katz Matides, and myself. And we're watching the TV screens and we're watching uh, Andy McCarthy, right, Judge Weinberg, right. talking about China, the Bidens, and there needs to be a, a committee to investigate collusion.
7: You know what the problem, though, Liddy, is? The is haven't gotten together yet. Behind McCarthy as the speaker. And while they're wasting their time where they should be organizing, these committees should do full-blown investigations on that, on fentanyl, on the border, on <clears throat> Afghanistan. This is what they have to do and stop playing games. This Your Honor, are business. they
5: considering someone else for speaker other than McCarthy? They don't have anybody else. And they should just move on.
7: So, That's
4: exactly right. Cox, what is logical? Ed Cox, <laughs> what do you? Ed Cox, what do you say to people that say, "You know what? Why do they want to investigate Hunter? We got a border crisis. We got a drug crisis. They're, not They're gonna, wasting the time." The investigation.
1: This is what the leader of that committee said, Comer. It is not about Hunter. It's about. President Biden. That's right. And whether or not he is somehow uh, influenced. Yes. Exactly. Well,
3: not, o- not only influenced, if he's compromised. Correct. Ex- if he's making, better word. If he's making bad decisions based on that his son is in trouble. That's the definition of the word compromised. And right. look, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like he's made a lot of bad decisions.
1: Well, we all saw him in Ukraine making sure that the guy who's investigating his son, the company that his son was working with, We're got fired. fired.
3: And then he bragged about it.
7: Remember yeah. how he oh, bragged about bragged
4: it? About and it. we know
3: how callous. Anybody who wants to see the bragging about it, you go to the uh, Internet, you go to YouTube, and you see him in by himself, thing. saying... Uh, you don't get the billion dollars if you don't fire the guy. Mm. That's, that I'm
4: thinking it. here, it here, doesn't mean anything
3: to these people. Yeah.
4: And you see how Hunter, he was so callous with his uh cybersecurity. So do you think China knew all about this laptop or other contents on it well before anybody else did, before the New York Post did?
7: The fact of the matter is, he had these business relationships. He was hopping aboard Air Force Two. Biden knew about it. What do you think, he was just taking a ride to go sightseeing?
4: Mm, very interesting. Well, now yeah, we've got it's... Dr. Sky on the line with us, Dr. Steve Cates. Welcome back to Cats at Night. Well, good evening, and thank you,
9: Lydia. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and of course, Happy Holidays, to everybody. We, c- we celebrate.
4: Your... We
3: celebrate everything, uh, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Steve, uh, there was some, uh, a press conference or there, there was a discussion the other day. Oh my God, fusion! It's happening. Yes, uh, You know, and I talked to some of my friends, and they said. It's a lot of crap. And, uh, well, you know, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 um, uh, and another one of my friends uh, said to me, "Yeah, it'll happen in about 200 years, 300 years. Uh, is this, re- look, you're one of our scientists. Is this reality or is it still theory? John, it's really on the road
9: to reality. Here's the, here's the back story on this. Part of the Department of Energy, they should be excited. They have a facility called the U.S. National Ignition Facility. Sounds like a race car facility, but it does this high-energy physics. Let me just qualify to the audience and everybody in the studio. We're talking about fusion, not fission, because what we have now, everybody probably knows that fission is what's powering many of our nuclear power plants, nuclear submarines, and, of course, early-stage nuclear weapons. But in this particular process, they should be pretty excited because they're putting in energy and they're getting more energy out of what they're doing. And how do they do this? And really quick, they take two light nuclei, merge them to form a heavier nuclei. And this is all done under super high temperatures. That's why many people think this might be voodoo, but it really does work. And the mass of one is then less than that of two. And now the leftover mass, part of that is the big energy boost.
3: So, yes. And, and, and that's the excited. principle. that's the principle the sun works on. And that's yeah. why, you know, me as a young child, I would look at the sun and say, I mean, after a while, it's kind of out, you know. Well, John, yeah, you're about, right. But, but
9: here's something. There's go ahead, tell us one, about it. Yeah, there's probably only one person, you know, the magic of Santa Claus, that's probably in my mind. Maybe even it sounds funny using fusion, because why? He never refuels, right? So this would be an, un, you know, uh, this would be a source of power that you don't have to refuel for a long time. But here we go. Let's take the sun from the astronomy world. Every second, we should be grateful for the sun. Why? It uses 600 million tons of hydrogen converted into 596 million tons of helium. And out of that little loss, which is still big, comes 4 million tons of energy every second for 4 billion years. Now, what these people did at this laboratory, the U.S. National Ignition Facility, here's why it should be exciting. It may sound technical. They put in 2.05 megajoules of energy, like with a powerful laser. And they got out 31.2 megajoules. 15 so in other times the amount. they email. got out way more than went in. That's pretty
3: powerful. It, it is mind boggling for our minds growing up yes. uh, the last, uh, you know, 50 years. It, it's mind boggling to be able to believe mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that goes on forever. You keep making more than you start with. Steve, yes. Ed, Ed Cox here. This, can we it. do that? Can we do that with bitcoins? <laughs> That's no. what
4: they promised.
1: Steve, this has been going on for years. I know Princeton yes. used to have a huge project yes. of being, mm-hmm. doing fusion, but it's on a very large scale. Yes, uh, how does that differ from what's being done now?
9: Well, it's pretty much on the same lines, but the problem is China's also been doing this, and they call them Takamak reactors. But the problem has been to be able to sustain the temperatures and keep them in a vessel. Because if we look at the nuclear center of the sun, it's ridiculous. Nobody really knows. Mathematics and physics say, mathematically, that the sun is 35 million degrees Fahrenheit in the core of the sun. But the problem simply is this. They haven't gotten to these levels that they have now because the containment of the temperature. In other words, if we had, and hopefully we will have, I don't know how many years, maybe, who knows, 10, 15, maybe 50, who knows more, of a containment vessel to generate more energy than's coming in. They have made progress, but they just haven't had the ability to sustain the reaction and maintain it because of the incredible temperatures that you need to do this. But it is mind boggling, as we're talking about, because it is the power of the future. Imagine we could power spacecraft with this. We could power cities and imagine a small, let's say, size boxcar of a railroad. Let's say we could probably power more than, let's say, the whole East Coast for what, hundreds of thousands of years. And I know, John. As you're so right, let's open up the, uh, you know, oil from the pipelines. That would be something, of course, we need now. But imagine if we had the ability, whoever has the first fusion ability to create it to the commercial side, that'll be bigger than anything that Tesla, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos could ever imagine, that they would be the richest person in history. Well, That's a, we, we, amazing story.
1: We, we do know that fission can get out of control. That's the atom bomb, right?
9: Yes, absolutely. Can,
1: can this get out of control, this process, if it were being widely used?
9: Sure. And I would say, let's also be very careful about what they're doing with these large hadron colliders, like the one that sits there, I believe, under France. It's this large circular thing, many miles, and they're searching for this so-called God-God particle, because some have been said, be very careful what you wish for, because some of these particles in, in the cosmic world, in quantum physics, who knows? I mean, I don't know that. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a classical physicist in that regard. But imagine if we had one of those particles zoom out of there. Some are saying that we could create an artificial black hole. Please don't do this. I want to celebrate the holidays like everybody
3: else. (laughs) No, it's just mind-boggling that the sun is burning for four billion years. It's just mind-boggling. It it, it burns, it burns, and doesn't burn out. Absolutely,
9: and that's just one variety of star. I mean, some of these stars, and John, you and I talk about it on the Sunday show all the time these pulsars and gamma ray bursts are even trillions of times more powerful than what we're talking about on the sun scale so the universe is just so amazing it's so wonderful to share this information and yes john i do think they're on the you know it's not uh, it's not a lot of bull i think they're on the on the way to doing something and they They deserve at least the congratulations
3: from the science community. Dr. Skye, we'll be talking to you over the weekend on Sunday, and you always come up with mysteries. And what mystery do you think you're going to come up with this Sunday?
9: Well, the most logical one, John, would be the great mystery of the Christmas star. There's so much to talk about, and we look forward to sharing that with you and all your listeners. And, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. And what do we always say, John? Always remember to keep your eyes to the skies.
3: Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, we're going to thank you, Dr. Scott, Steve Cates. And right now, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
2: Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis, Cats at Night show in studio. Governor Patterson, Ed Cox, Judge Weinberg, John Katzmatidis, and myself, Lydia. On the line with us right now is Michael Cutler. He's a retired senior special agent of the former INS, the Immigration and Naturalization Service. He's a fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies and specializes in the nexus between immigration and national security. If anybody knows what's going on at the border, it's Michael Cutler. Welcome back to Cats at Night.
2: Thank you so much for having me. By the way, I'm no longer affiliated with the Center for Immigration Studies. That's many years in my in my rearview mirror. but oh, I, uh, I, I, I do write for Front Page Magazine. So oh, there you front, go.
4: front Page Magazine. So right now, we're seeing thousands of migrants just waiting to come in. They know that Title Forty Two is expiring on December twenty first. Uh, what what could we see happening in this country?
2: an absolute disaster, and we've been seeing this disaster building all along. This administration has turned immigration into a delivery system, and what they're doing is undermining national security, public health, public safety, and the jobs and wages of Americans. Nobody ever seems to ask anyone from the administration, where is the good news in a wide open border? And by the way, it's not just the Mexican border. I'd love to know how many people are getting visas to come to America that shouldn't be getting visas. I provided a testimony to the 9-11 Commission. The 9-11 Commission made it clear that there was a nexus between multiple failures of the immigration system and America being attacked by foreign terrorists and not just on 9-11. And we know that Hezbollah, which is an Iranian-backed terrorist group, is working throughout Latin America with human traffickers and drug smugglers, flooding America with people, deadly drugs, for example, fentanyl, And yet we're seeing nothing from this administration to discourage any of these criminal activities that are threatening the lives of Americans. Put that in perspective. Over 100,000 people died of fentanyl last year. We lost over 58,000 military uh, people during the Vietnam War. That means last year roughly twice as many non-military Americans died because of drugs than we lost to the Vietnam War over its entire period of time. How is this not resulting in strong reactions Michael, by this administration?
7: It's Judge Richard Weinberg. I believe this to be a total abdication of responsibility by this administration, and I'm absolutely outraged that this is not taken up as number one issue of our time.
2: I, I completely agree. And by the way, look at the impact. If you want to talk about sustainability, there's a serious drought in the West, right? Think about this now. We've been told that at least 3 million aliens have entered the United States since Biden started this lunacy. Uh, each person needs about 100 gallons of water per day. So we're talking about 300 million gallons of water a day going away uh, when you've got a drought. It impacts education. It impacts everything. What doesn't get slammed by an unwillingness to secure the borders, to protect Americans. This isn't about bigotry. It's about protecting Americans and recognizing that we have limitations. This delivery system, by the way, we should really be calling these people, and migrant really isn't a good word because there are American migrant farm workers. There are American citizens who travel from farm to farm. We call them migrants. Number one, they're aliens. Under the law, aliens simply means any person, not a citizen or national of the United States. It's Orwellian, to use any other term, in my judgment.
3: Uh, A friend of mine is texting me right now. He says, why do we have passports at the uh, airports Uh, anyway? Why do we have TSA? I mean, you know, exactly right.
2: It's ridiculous. What's the point of the exercise if you're not willing to stop people from coming in illegally without vetting them? We hear how many people are on the terror watch list. I assure you many more are not on terror watch lists who are getting in. These people are actually clients. Let's call them what they are. So, so Michael. You know, clients for immigration law firms and clients for the NGOs that are making out like bandits because all this money is going to be pumped into these NGOs. You know, I, I wrote an article for Front Page Magazine based on an article by Judicial Watch back in uh, March this past, this, of this year. Here was the headline Nonprofit gets no bid U.S. contract after hiring Biden official $17 million at unused my- hotels. The migrants. Michael, Ed,
1: Ed Cox migrants. here. This, look, we this is absolutely crazy. And my orchestra says, oh, the border is secure, the border is secure. Uh, uh for the criminals
2: but, and terrorists. But here's,
1: I, you know, a senator was asked that. And the response was, you don't know the strength of the immigration lobby. Tell us about the immigration lobby.
2: <laughs> well, as I said, these are immigration lawyers and you've got them on both sides of the aisle. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce wants an open border. I remember testifying at a hearing, and one of the other witnesses was involved with an organization affiliated with the Chamber of Commerce during a recess in the hearing. The guy came up to me and said, Mr. Kelly, you've got to stop this talk about border security. And this was less than five years after 9 11. He said, That border may be a first line of defense to you, but to me, it's an impediment to my wealth. The Chamber of Mr.
1: Commerce? Cass- why the Chamber of Commerce?
2: Cheap labor. cheap labor cheap labor for corporations
7: uh, cheap
3: labor and if you look but, but, at the money being what, moved out point? of the country go cheap down, national security national security
7: this should be a no-brainer and the first thing that think, the you would think that the Congress the new Congress should take up if you can get their act together elect a speaker and appoint a committee and start issuing subpoenas is they should deal with this issue because this is the biggest threat to our really country need
2: that no one wants, that no one's had the guts to do and in it's interior enforcement. We have millions of people in the country right now without any hope of knowing who they are or where they are. Uh, and all we're hearing from the Republicans is instead of hiring 87,000 to the IRS, let's hire 87,000 Border Patrol. That's one of the craziest and worst ideas I ever heard. The Border Patrol mission is interdiction. I'm a big fan of the Border Patrol. I went to Border Patrol Academy back when I hired on. But we need interior enforcement. Michael we've Cutler never had interior. Couldn't enforcement. agree Thank you. We more. Got
3: some breaking news.
4: Thank, Thank you, Michael you so Cutler. much, Michael Cutler.
3: Breaking news, WABC.
4: And the man with that breaking news, Frank Morano. Tell us what you got, Frank. We
3: understand the CIA has released thirty thousand unredacted documents on. The JFK assassination, and you're going to be doing a report on it at 1 o'clock in the morning, I understand. Uh, Tell us what you're going to be reporting on. uh,
6: That's right. Uh, Technically, John, it's the National Archives, and both the CIA and the Biden administration were very opposed to the release of these uh, thousands of classified documents. And when we say something's a document, that doesn't mean it's a page. Some of these documents can be thousands of pages. But uh, President Biden, in the face of this lawsuit, has ordered this release of twelve thousand eight. 879 documents related to the attack, and to your point, John, this includes many from the CIA's personality file on Lee Harvey Oswald that it maintained both before and after the assassination of JFK. So I'm actually going to be joined by Larry Schnapp, the attorney that filed the lawsuit, which resulted in this uh, this disclosure, which we've been waiting for for about 30 years since President Clinton signed this legislation when the Oliver Stone movie came out. And uh, various presidents have just kicked the can down the road. The latest excuse by President Biden was very creative, which is they couldn't adhere to this request because of COVID. Well, evidently, the National Archives has still found found a way to adhere to it. Uh, we're going to find out what exactly these documents say. Uh, Larry has been combing through them all day, and I'll, I've been looking through them as well. I'll give you some highlights as well.
3: Well, that's, this is Frank Morano, Mur- the other side of midnight. He's on from 1 o'clock in the morning to 5 in the morning. He keeps me up uh, too, too often. And uh, gut feeling. Are we going to find out anything new, uh, Frank?
6: Well, I, I honestly don't know that there's going to be a smoking gun with respect to changing what we know about the assassination. What I think the real interesting uh, the real interesting. When was the last of,
3: time the CIA told the truth? <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to defer uh, to, to the people in the that, talks, that know a lot more about this. It's their
3: job not
1: to tell the truth. Come on. <laughs>
6: But Give me I think a week thing. and I'll get back to you. <laughs> I think the interesting thing about this is potentially the malfeasance of the FBI and the CIA in the run-up to the assassination. And I think the other interesting thing we may find out is what's in these documents that's led these intelligence agencies to want to keep them secret – for uh, 59 years, uh, why they said it was initially for national security reasons. I mean, it's a totally different world in terms of national security now than in Frank, 1963. Frank, we got
3: to go. Dr. Michalos is on the other phone. He's got some breaking news, too. And uh, I'll be listening at 1 o'clock in the morning at WABCradio.com worldwide and in 36 states besides. Thank
6: you. Be the number one show. radio. Thank you very Thank much, you. everybody.
4: All right, now we got Dr. Mikolos, our resident medical genius. Uh, Dr. Mikolos, what do you have for us?
10: Well, today we're going to talk about the record-breaking flu season, and the flu cases are up in New York State just in the past week—64 percent with 47. Everybody's sick. Everybody's
3: sick.
10: And uh, we have uh, 18,000 cases in New York City alone this week, and uh, basically the COVID lockups caused uh reduced population immunity because people were locked up and especially the young kids whose immunity has been in hibernation and lockdowns and now it's exploding because they're out and they haven't been exposed and building up their immune system so that's the double-edged sword of uh, the lockdowns and uh, you know we get about 41 million people a year usually get the flu and about 700,000 get hospitalized and we get about 19 million medical visits so it's a big cost to the healthcare system, and we average somewhere between 40 and 50,000 deaths a year, but we had this period of two years with the masks and lockdowns and COVID that we actually did not have as many uh, flu cases, but if people do get sick, I encourage them to get tested because now in the new medical world, these urgent care centers that are everywhere all over the United States now, you can get tested for flu, for uh, strep, you can be tested for COVID, and there are actually four FDA-approved uh, medicines for the flu. One of them is Tamiflu, which you can even get for children in the liquid form. There's even an inhaler called Relenza. There's uh, Zofluza and Rapoveb. So there are four approved. The trick is you have to take it and start it within two days because when you catch anything early in the viral replication phase before the virus has a chance to make copies of itself and take over, you block it and slow it down. The exciting news is that uh, the NIH actually began a clinical trial in June. We'll see what the results are with a new universal flu vaccine at the NIH Clinical Center called BPL-1357, and we're going to see how that pans out. So it would be nice to have a vaccine that has a much wider coverage instead of the one we have every year where they anticipate next year's influenza strain, and then they make the vaccine up every year based on that without even Testing it on people. They just test it on animals. So, so,
1: so uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Ed Cox here. I got my shot. Now, am I immune? One and two. Can I still be a carrier uh, even if I'm immune?
10: 46% uh, protection against flu. That's, That's all. The That's, That's, all. It. That's all. That's it. it
3: is. F- you know, That's hey, it. it's 50, <laughs> 46%. <laughs> you know what that is? 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's less so, than 50 yes. 50. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey,
10: Ron, you, Keep the humidity high in your bedrooms and in your homes because when we now know in our mucous membranes and our nose and our lungs and our sinuses, viruses can't readily enter. That's why in airplanes that are desiccated and dry because they don't want humidity in planes because it causes rust. Rust causes metal fatigue and structural failure. That's why people get so sick on airplanes. That's why the and new
3: airplanes are made by, what is it, carbon fiber?
10: Carbon fiber line planes. You don't get sick as much on a Dreamliner because it's carbon fiber line, so Humidity, especially with small children, it's good to have humidity. Get a $10 hygrometer, keep your humidity around 45%. Doctor doctor
3: hello. in how many years are we going to have fusion? Uh,
10: I don't think it's happening so quickly because the amount of energy that you need to put into it to get it out doesn't really exist. We, we don't even have enough energy to charge up electric cars. Let alone <laughs> up right. Center. Yeah, and they- the other problem is when you start playing with atoms, be careful what you wish for because... That's a lot. Last of time we played with Adams, it
3: went boom. Uh, isn't that a
10: hydrogen bomb, doctor? Yeah, we just want uh, peace, love, and happiness. And Thank you. Listen to WNBC for w- When, when, when God played Kiss. with an Adam, he Thank got you,
3: Eve. Thank you, Dr. Mihalos. Uh, <laughs> what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. We need help, God.
6: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.